Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Happy Monday. It's August 14th, 2022, 2023. Oh my goodness. I've jumped a year already. I'm no, back in time, Joel. Some days I wish, buddy. <laughs> I'm at Joel Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds as always here on Fightful Overbooked. The Mondays are starting and we are starting hard. Jeremy Lambert is with me now as he is always. Jeremy, how are you doing? How are you feeling? How was your weekend? We have, it was a boring wrestling weekend. Nothing happened. Joel, I'm fine. How no. are you, Joel? <laughs> no, no, no. I have never had such a polarizing response to our show and to a bit. Since, not since your No Mercy is Trash video that you randomly said <laughs> on this channel have we received such a fluctuation of responses to your bit. That, what you did on Friday is just reprehensible <laughs> yeah <laughs> no 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 do not we are not bringing that back don't bring uh, that energy back to me all right let me let me tell everybody because i uh our pal louis uh louis villa um sent me a dm somebody was like this is the worst 18 minutes uh of of uh audio i've ever heard or whatever and then he responded like this is the greatest 18 minutes that it was fantastic fantastic here is here's the thing on this joel even asked me he's like where was what was what was that like did did you lose a bet like what was that the wife asked me in the middle of the show she's like what why are you doing this here's the thing folks you know that Michael Scott uh, quotes of like, sometimes I just start a sentence, have no idea where it's going. I just hope to pick it up in the middle. That was that bit on Friday is I off air before we started. I was like, Joel, Joel. And he's like, what are you doing? I, like, I don't know. Like I was in a, I was in a fine mood on Friday and I just went with it on the show. It was supposed to last like maybe the first segment. Cause I knew we had Kevin, uh, Kevin Bennett in the, at uh 10 30 so it was supposed to last maybe like a half hour and i was going to drop it for that the response in the chat was actually so overwhelming and like we got money and stuff that like i was like oh you know what i'm gonna keep this going me working it into every single question that we asked kevin or that i asked kevin one of my proudest moments on this channel that I could still work Joel's name into it. The point of the bit was to last maybe like 15 to 30 minutes to just annoy Joel. And then I decided I worked myself into a shoot as I do with many things. And I decided to go the entire show of doing it. So there you go, folks. There's the, that's how the sausage is made around here in my brain. I don't, sometimes I don't have an answer for things. I just start a bit and I hope to pick it up in the middle. Let the record, <laughs> don't know where it's going. Let the record show that I asked the anonymous ITW general manager 
to not let you into the building today. I asked <laughs> you to go and film your segments and your bits away from the channel. And here we are. My, I, I was denied for this, uh, for this particular occurrence. Yes, we got, th that's the funny thing to me. It's just like, I can't be mad because the people with us in the chat for the entirety of the show, they were having a ball. I, I'm not upset about that. I want y'all to have fun with us. Yes. Was it at my expense? Sure. Whatever. I'll get over it. It was funny. And then he had dorks in the replies just being like, this is the worst. This is why I don't subscribe to Fightful. And I'm just like, cool. Cry more. <laughs> we're done here. You didn't want to watch. That's fine. The internet's given too many people, too many voices. Pile driver finisher actually has a, a good a good comment. Live crowds work different than the audience at home. I'm working for the live crowd, baby. Like the the people on the TV, it's fine. They'll they'll love it or hate it. I'm working for the live crowd. The reaction in the crowd is what I'm going for. Oh my god, the reaction in the crowd tells you to leave a thumbs up on the video while you're here, and also to subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. We're making strides. We're gaining friends. So come and join us here on the channel. We drop content every single day, sometimes twice a day, if you ask nicely. And of course, if you want to donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement right on the air, and we get to use that money to pay the people who are not named Joel, Jeremy, or Kate. Uh, we make sure that our contributors are very fairly paid. Uh, thanks to everyone, by the way, last night, Kate and I finally did another show. It's been almost a month, and uh, there were a lot of super chats from that. I want to let everyone know that that does go to our contributors, not to Kate and I. Uh, instead, if you want to sponsor the channel, then Kate can get paid. So yeah, then we can make some money off of this. Yes, get get in touch with Kate. She will uh, put everything together on a sponsorship deal. We have a super chat early from Doc from uh, Dr. Chris Muller. Cheetos aren't chips, Joel. Sup, Jeremy? Okay, let's let's get into this real quick. I was watching the brunch gimmick on Love Wrestling. Shout out to those friends. They were doing. Uh, they had Maggie from coexisting with Rob and Maggie on the show, and uh, they were eating chips. And I came in, and I I happened to have a bag of Ringolos, and I was eating Ringolos, and I said Ringolos are chips. Got Ringolos. Have you never? Okay, hold on. Did you see them? You never seen Ringolos? No. no. They're they're literally as they sound. That's a Canada thing. Is it? I I've never I've legitimately never heard of them. Never seen them. Oh well. Anyway. Ringolos are exactly as they look. They are rings of chip. And I said, Where are the, why isn't anyone eating Ringolos? Because almost everyone on the screen are Canadian. And then I got pushback saying that Ringolos are not chips. And then this morning, Zach from Love Wrestling had posted, you know, are, are Ringolos chips? The answer is yes. Uh, by the way, if, if there's any doubt, then you're wrong. And then I said, they, they're served up in a bag, just like regular chips. They are chips. And then I was pushed back with, well, what about Cheetos? I said, Cheetos are just soft cheese puffs. They're soft chips. And also, there are crunchy Cheetos. Crunchy Cheetos are then chips. There you go. I disagree. I don't think Cheetos are chips. Then what are they? They're Cheetos. Like They're their own unique entity, Joel. You're wrong. No. We've already we've already got it. <laughs> so I don't I I now you're making me think. It's too early to think. Really? Way yes. too early to think. Is a hot dog a sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but here we go. <laughs> I've never I've never classified Cheetos as chips, but I guess just because I, I think of they are they are Cheetos. Let's does Google have an answer for this? Are Cheetos chips? Oh, oh, this is true. Cheetos, Cheetos. Are cinema. Cheetos are cinema. Cheetos are not are not thin, flat, or salty. They are long, round, and cheesy. Instead of being a chip through the way Cheetos are made, they fit into a different category completely. See? 
puffs. I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's actually a corn puff, the Food Network says. So the Food Network, the decider of all food, because they have their own network, have considered them puffs and not chips. Are you saying the Food Network is wrong, Joel? Is Rachel Ray still on the Food Network? No idea. Well, then if she is, then absolutely, yes, I'm calling the Food Network liars because I've seen her try to make various dishes from across the world and See, get absolutely burned for it. Joel, a chip is like a, a round, like kind of, you know, it's it's a flat like gimmick. That's why it's called a chip. Cheetos are not a flat gimmick. Well, I mean, you get the crunchy ones. They make the same crunch as a chip. No, but it's not about the crunch. It's about the, the shape. No. No, it's not. Yes, that's the point of chip. Do you not know how like the word what the word chip means? Look, Louis just sent uh, sent me a tweet and said the algorithms have spoken. They are chips. Ringalos are chips. Who said th- who sent this? Our our friend Louis. This was on my Twitter. I'm looking oh. at it right now. And then and then Lawrence, who also is at Love Wrestling, asks, "Is everything chips? Are there no laws? Is this anarchy?" To which I just respond, "Yes, yes, it is." I don't think Cheetos are chips. I don't consider Cheetos chips. Drop it in the comments. Are Cheetos chips? Think the about it long and hard. Don't just run it. Don't just. The, the UK's dumb. And it's stupid. We're not taking advice from them. All right. We won. We we won that war whenever we wanted, so we didn't have to deal with them. All right. Eighty thousand tickets sold. Can't be wrong. I mean that's a that's good on them, but that has nothing to do with their their uh, food tasting. Well, yes, their food is all. Let's not, okay, let's not upset the British. It's too early. Also, we have someone else who's going to be upsetting the British every week on the main channel, so we don't need to do that. He was on our show a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember who's on our show. Cameron. <laughs> oh, okay. What is Cam? Why is Cam mad at the Brits? Oh, Cam just doesn't like the Brits. Go go follow him, and you'll find all about it. that's just what you got to do i feel like cam likes everybody unless they don't like him and then he has a good reason not to like them clearly the brits are not liking cameron hawkins and you know what kind of get it we're brit we're brit friendly we've had uh alex mccarthy on this show multiple times we have alistair mcgeorge um mcintosh naren flanders yeah that's great uh who else is there we've had the brits we've had the brit pals yeah we we like the brits Technically, I am I'm British adjacent because I'm Canadian, right? I don't think it works like that. You sure? We put the queen on our money. It counts. British Canadian? The king now, but that's going to take a few years. Brit can? Brit can? Yeah, Shaza. Shaza has been on. Has Shaza been on this show? Shaza has show. appeared on this show. Yeah. Yeah. That, that also- was because you got weird with it. Not, not in a creepy way. But in a, you sent her the link and was like, come and show up. And then Sean left. And we had to, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tried to get her that. to do a run in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people it to worked out. Like, weird, weird. No, you were, it was just a weird circumstance. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. Shaz has been on, on the show. She might be on the show again soon. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. The Brits are fine. They've sold 80,000 tickets to All In. That was announced last night. There were other things that came up last night in the AW sphere, which is really frustrating because all you want to do sometimes is celebrate a big milestone, like 80,000 tickets sold to AEW's All In in two weeks and say what you will about the card and the build and whatever. It's the spectacle and it's going to be a fun show. And then we saw the collision post comments from, from CM Punk and the Philip. 
as Eddie Kingston likes to call him <laughs> from, from Phil. And then we saw the, the, the hangman page comments and the Ryan Nemeth comments or not comments. The Ryan Nemeth reporting is from fightfulselect.com best five bucks in the business. And then Dave, uh, Dave piled on. I almost called him Dave Mustaine again. When I meant to say Dave Meltzer, he piled on voices of wrestling have added to their points. We have a lot to dig into Jeremy and, it's funny because every time this starts up, I think the, the, the amazing thing about us who talk about it in the sphere are just like, oh, come on, not again. Do we have to? And now we got to dig into it again. So where do you want to start with this whole punk stuff? I don't care about the actual comments. And I'm not trying it's, – it's obviously a big deal. I'm not trying to be dismissive as like, oh, this is – it's a minor thing. No, it's clearly a major thing. You got – arguably your top star doing this stuff off air at least i mean like the press conference was off air at least he wasn't calling him out on the on air this time like he did last time like hey come out here oh that's coward shit um i, I can say that word right we're past time limit well, we're 12 minutes in i think okay. we're okay all right i don't know the time limits on this i just i just go and then you yell at me later um so at least he did it off air on this and look man if he's keeping ryan nemeth away uh dave mentioned christopher daniels that one that one's a little tough daniels uh he's, he's a talent relations guy he should probably be at these shows he's an roh guy probably be at these shows um that one's a little a little tough there uh if, if daniels is getting told to kind of stay away here's where i what i really want to talk about is not so much that not so much the CM Punk hangman because I don't think one side wants to work with the other and the other side is clearly trying to push for that and trying to almost bully his way into like hey work with me see everybody wants to see it work with me work with me and the other side like nah dude just chill we don't want to do all that he's like see look at them they won't they don't want to work with me they're the punks here not me oh it's uh it's not great there but like what I've noticed and what I don't think is good at all is like this really divides the fan base and like AEW they you know for years certainly through the pandemic it was like family AEW family like AEW we love the fans we want what's best for the fans and all this stuff and since collision and since you got colliders and dynamiters whatever the, kaboomers the boomers yeah sure kaboomers since you got colliders and kaboomers like it's heightened and then when you got CM Punk doing this and you got like the elite fan base doing this, like I don't, I don't look at a lot of comments from a lot of people, certainly when it comes to our feedback, uh, but like just on Twitter and stuff in, in general, because it's, it's not the best place in the world. But like when I look at the comments on this, like people are just very adamant of like CM Punk is the worst person in the world, blah, 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 blah. No, the elite are a bunch of they they're terrible why are they they're ruining the aw product blah 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 blah. like it's very divided between these two fan bases and like it goes to levels of very toxic the way that they are going after each other and like both sides really really think they're right on this they're both sides are real and you know cm punk had that video before his return of like you don't know these people quit supporting them when you don't know like you don't know what at, what is actually going on and type of things. I forget the exact terminology he used on this. Uh, I'm sure I could pull it up in an article, but he's like, you don't know these people like quit, 
quit supporting in this way. And people are like, yeah, see, quit doing this with the elite. It's like, well, there's also punk people who are doing this as well. Like, I don't think either side is really right in like how ride or die they are in their support on this. But the problem is they think they're right in their support on this and they're not going to let it go. And it just, it delves into stuff that I don't, I don't think is good for AEW just as, as a whole. Like, I don't think it's, it's a, it's good for AEW when it is such a, you know, Tony Khan, thank you. Great fans of AEW. Like they are a, a, for the most part, like a very fan online friendly company. And when you got your hardcore fans attacking each other like this, like, I don't know. It's, it's not a good, it's not a good look on this. It's just not. And, and to your point, I, first of all, I agree with you. And the irony of, of punk being like pointing out parasocial relationships and then parasocial relate. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. And, and him, and then, you know, arguably rallying up or riling up the troops with comments made after a show, but still to a live crowd where he's very well aware of who's holding a a cell phone with the button ready to record. It's all going to get out there in 2023. The guy's not an idiot. He says all this stuff. And on top of that, you know, there was the report from voices of wrestling. And again, nothing, none of this is, none of this is confirmed. So I, I will start with that. And they basically had said, you know, the punk stuff was, um, planned on his end and he just wants to be a heel and he's been pitching to be a heel the entire time and his idea was that with the promo he cut after the cameras went off is that he wants jumping the rail heat now i don't know in 2023 just how badly cm punk who has been uh who's had stuff thrown at him who's been punched in the back of the head multiple times who has had multiple incidents with fans i don't know if jumping the rail heat is the way that you want to go especially when as you mentioned jeremy this is a guy who continuously comes out and says, "Oh, I'll hang out with them. I'll do the thing. I want to be. I want to be part with the elite, and I'll hang out and I'll do blood and guts. I'll offer. I'll be a good soldier." When in reality, everyone's like, "Stop it! Like, no, you don't. You're just trying to make yourself look good." Now more than ever, as more stuff kind of comes out, the the running a business here in line, which you and I have talked about. And I know Tony Khan has talked about, and he answered as, you know, it was a colloquialism and CM Punk isn't actually a stakeholder in AEW. Arguably now he considers that his role in collision is his stake. And if that's going to be CM Punk's stake and his like raison d'etre in AEW, and he runs that show. And you know what? There are so many positives that you can take from the way collision runs because as a television product, I think weekly it's uh, it's more hit than miss. And I think it's a really fun show to watch. And that's a good thing. I think for that, Punk deserves marks. Full marks. Excuse me. However, I don't know why I started cleaning my glasses in the middle of this, <laughs> this conversation, but here we are. Uh, Joel's like lining up for like the serious take. Like this is such a, this is so big for Joel. He's like, I got to get my glasses all shined up for this one. Here we go. Put them back on. Now we're going to throw some real heat out here. No, I was just getting yeah. real bored of not being able to see properly. <laughs> but here's where, here's where we will get into it. Dave Meltzer says on his audio last night that, you know, Hangman wasn't the first one to be asked to not be at the building. Ryan Nemeth is reported by Select was 
you know, brought to the building and then told, Hey, uh, we actually, we don't need you. You can go ahead, go home. Um, th while the punk stuff does not directly play into the Ryan Nemeth call in and then send away, it's pretty easy to say, you know, that, that there might be some correlation between all of this. You can add, you know, Christopher Daniels was another name that was brought to the, to the attention of everyone. And this guy is the head of talent relations, or at least a very prominent member of the talent relations team in AEW. Yes, very close to the elite. He's on BTE. He's been around the elite for a very long time in that orbit. How do you get away with sending that guy away? What if he's just there to meet with the extras? What if he's just there to do his damn job? What if he's there to do a Ring of Honor match because he has appeared on Ring of Honor television? What if he's there to just work and do his damn job? And he's being told by the guy, potentially, again, allegedly, he's being told by the guy who, quote, runs Collision that he's not welcome there or that he's not expected to be there. Did they bring Christopher Daniels in already to do that? That's a pretty shitty thing to do. And I think that that's two things. That's like a waste of money and a waste of time, which to me is much worse than just being told you got to go because so-and-so doesn't want you here. If I spent my time and I spent my, my efforts, because financially they're covering the plane ticket, but if I spent my time and efforts to get to a town and I made that town and suddenly I'm told, eh, LOL, JK, go away, I'd be pretty pissed. That's a waste of my time that I could have spent with my family. I could have spent literally anywhere else. That's what really gets to me the more the story opens up is just the lack of foresight and just the lack of, of giving a shit towards your talent, towards your head office employees. It's wild and frustrating to read. I always thought it was when this division obviously happened. It was like, I feel like the EVPs of the company should probably be at all these shows. Like you guys are EVPs. You should probably be at Collision, which is a major primetime show for your company. You should probably be promoting this show, which they don't really do. Like, you, I mean, Kenny Omega will sometimes mention it's we want the best for wrestling, all this stuff, but like they don't really promote it. And then CM Punk, they're he was he was out promoting in like Sports Illustrated, but you know, he doesn't. He doesn't really promote dynamite all that much. And this is what I'm talking about when it just comes to like the division of it. Like you should probably be promoting all of this, especially when you are the top star, especially when you are the executive vice presidents of this company, you should want everything to be lifted. And it's like, nah, we don't really talk about that show. We don't really, we don't appear on that show. We're not even backstage at this show, even though we're making a salary money here or we're, we're making executive money here like we even though it would be good for us to lift this show up to make sure this show succeeds we don't want anything to do with this show i don't think that's that's great and this is what i'm talking about when when it comes to just the division of things and when it comes to like punk i know wrestlers are going to choose sides and and all this stuff fans are going to choose sides you're also putting just backstage workers and production people and, and lighting people and stage stage whatever it might be just the people who are rather nameless because we don't know them you're putting them in an awkward position i think of uh of, of kevin owens kevin owens when he spoke to ariel hawani hawani asked like you know how kind of how close were you to to maybe not re-signing with wwe um it's a couple years ago now at this point he's like i never really got that far but um 
one of the big things was like I couldn't imagine leaving like the production people, the people backstage, like wrestlers, you know, I haven't seen the the elite young bucks in years, but we still text and talk and everything. Cause we came up that we're all wrestlers. We're all, we're all on TV. We're all part of that fraternity and stuff. He's like, had I left WWE, I probably never would have said hi, shot a shot a text to like cameraman to Stu. Let's say I probably never would have texted Stu or anything. And he's like, but I see him every day and it's just become part of my life. Part of my family. Like you look at AEW. It's like, the elite have been there from the start. They never have been there from the start. Like without them, this company ain't existing. I know there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of people involved. Tony Khan being the biggest one because he banked it. Uh, but without the push of the elite, without the push of the Bucks, Omega, and, and Cody, the company probably doesn't get off the ground. Probably doesn't start because without them, you don't have your centerpieces to build around. Without them, you don't have all in. You don't have everything there so and swerve has said this on his podcast they created jobs for a lot of people not only wrestlers but backstage people as well production people ring crew moving crew all that stuff they created jobs for those people as well if you have this guy coming in here and taking shots at all of them it's like wait a second man like this company is here i'm here because of them like i don't really appreciate that you're taking shots too like you just risk alienating a lot of people just to try to work an angle that clearly one side doesn't work, doesn't want to work. And to, to make yourself look good to a fan base that honestly, like the elite side ain't coming around on you, man. Like the elite side ain't going to suddenly be like, you know what? CM Punk is right. Why won't our guys work with him? CM Punk actually has a point on this. They ain't coming around on this. All right. You got your punk supporters. Great. But those people are going to, the people who are that hardcore on this ain't going anywhere. They're going to continue to support you and everything. If all of this is really, truly about lifting AEW, truly about let's do the best for the fans. We want AEW to succeed. Rah, rah, AEW. Don't do any of this. Don't, don't do the, oh, I'm going to try to work shoot with the Young Bucks. I'm going to try to work shoot with, the, with Hangman type of thing. Because that ain't lifting AEW. All that does is divide things. And that that's what it feels like Punk is kind of doing right now. I'm not going to bring up the chat, but I see one person being like, CM Punk is AEW. Literally everything Jeremy just said about <laughs> the elites and the way that the company formed because of them is the reason why your first line of your comment is just plain wrong. You know what CM Punk is? And this is, you know what? I'll give full marks to, to uh, Steven Jensen for this one. When this whole stuff started and Jensen started bringing, you know, when we talked about the all out and then the return of CM Punk, Jensen kept pointing at this out and, and he makes full logical sense. Punk was on the fence about joining AEW throughout the entire pandemic when they were trying to bring him in. Punk wanted to see what this company was like when the money started coming in. He wanted to see what it was like when the conversation started happening in, in different forms of media outside of wrestling media. CM Punk wanted to come in when he knew that this was a thing. And that's, to a certain degree, that's okay. You know what? If you're a smart and savvy wrestler with a lot of experience and a big name, you are more than okay doing that. In fact, I implore wrestlers to, to make sure that this is a reputable business you are getting into. But to say that he is CM Punk, that's ah, horseshit. He He's not CM the Punk. guy. He's, CM Punk is not AEW. He is there CM Punk. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe he's just not CM Punk either. Maybe he's just horseshit. But yes, he is 
Darby Allen is more AEW. I'll take that from, from Y Soul. Darby Allen is more AEW than CM Punk is. I think CM Punk has a vision of what AEW should be under him. And we're seeing that on Saturdays. And again, I give him marks because there are certain things that I very truly enjoy about Collision, and that's okay. But what's not okay is trying to force the hand of people to make them work with you or to make you want to work with them. If the story is continuously, hey, I'll work with the elite. I like those guys. Ha ha, LOL, water under the bridge. And then the other party saying, I don't trust you. I don't trust what's going on here. You don't make us feel safe. And unfortunately, for those who want to be manly men wrestling fans, I'm going to tell you a secret. Wrestling is about working with each other. It's literally about being able to catch each other. The whole purpose of wrestling, when you are behind the curtain or in front of the crowd and in that ring, the whole purpose is to put on a simulated fight in which nobody gets actually hurt by the end of it. And that takes a lot of trust. And that takes a lot of understanding. And if there is none of that on even one side, nothing is happening. I mean, CM Punk, CM Punk has said that he couldn't trust Hangman in the ring because he chopped him in the face and was like, wait a second. I, the trust was gone off of that. And now he's doing these post-show comments where trying to work an angle without any type of, uh, without any type of clearance from anything I'll, I'll ask for forgiveness instead of ask for a permission type of thing like yeah the it's pretty obvious why one side probably doesn't trust the other and why it's like hey why would we want to work with you and look that's fine do i think they should work together do i think that would be great television yes do i want to see it yes absolutely as a fan again it, we, let's go back to the fan argument as a fan it would be best for AEW if they could put these differences aside and actually work together. And I know that's what everybody wants to say, all especially the, the the punk side of like, just do it. The best rivalries are the ones with some real life heat behind it, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, that, that always makes for great, great television when you can do that. One side doesn't want to do that, okay? And I understand why that side doesn't want to do that, given everything that happened to that side. And I don't know the backstage behind it of... Did he apologize? Have they talked? Seemingly they haven't because one side doesn't want to talk to the other side, even though the other side is pushing for that. That's fine. That's their prerogative. These are human people. We got to stop just looking at it. And this is punk is actually correct when he comes to the parasocial relationships and being like, oh, we know these people. We know these people. No, we see bits of these people's lives and we see the bits that they want to show us on this. And the elite are, if, done a good job of kind of letting people in when it comes to being the elite, but even that's turned into like a bit show and comedies and things like that. But we don't see every single second, every single thought of these people lives. And to use myself as an example here, like I, I appreciate everybody in the chat. I appreciate everybody that, that supports this show that supports Fightful, that supports me. Um, I try to tweet as much as I can uh, about personal stuff that, that I can. I, I try to be very honest on this show about what's going on in, in my life. If, if some stuff is happening, y'all don't know everything. And that, that's a, that's by design that y'all don't know everything. Cause I'm not going to share every little bit, every single thought of my life with everybody. I have my friends, even my best friends don't fully know everything that's going on because you don't need to know all of this, right? You, you don't, you don't need to know everything that's going on 
in my life. You know what you know from this. And I appreciate all of that. And sometimes I, I got my struggles and people are very kind and they reach out and things like that. But please, if you if you watch this show and you're in the chat and maybe I've, I've said hi or you just pulled up a super chat or whatever, don't don't act like and I'm not saying anybody does this. I'm talking about just a generality when it comes to just knowing these people. Don't act like just because I'm in a bad mood one day that you actually understand what's going on in my life. Or if I'm in a good mood that maybe I'm just putting on a facade because I got to do this show and I got to act like things are great to, to make the content better. And then the moment the show ends, I'm like, well, shit, all of this is going on in my life that now I got to take care of. We don't know these people. You don't know these people. Stop acting like work together, work together, work together. You don't know their thoughts. So just stop. It's funny because I was going to bring up the fact that, you know, while we appreciate everyone and we, we are really, really, really fortunate to do everything that we get to do, especially on a platform like this. It's true. A lot of people don't know our lives outside of these four walls that they see every single day uh, or every other day in some cases. But it's funny. I'm just, I'm thinking about I, you. You said it as I was about to say it. I'm like, people here know they know I'm in Toronto. They know I have a wife and I have a kid and that I like wrestling. That's pretty much it. That's it. There's a lot more to there's not much left to me. Actually, I'm pretty boring after that. But but no, the the idea is that we don't know everything that's going on and we don't know everyone's thoughts and we get to see only what we see or what's reported, which, again, is not necessarily coming directly from the source, but is potentially or at least in Fightful Select uh, reporting comes from multiple sources and therefore is vetted enough that we can report it and we can talk about it with confidence. I want to bring up a couple of super chats. Uh, I'll start with a uh, with some bits from twitch.tv slash Gaming. I swear we still use the platform. Sent, <laughs> Psycho is better than Logan says, at this rate, I wouldn't be surprised if I read a story that Tony Khan was sent home from collision by CM Punk. <laughs> kind of joking, but kind of ain't. And that's going to actually bring me to the super chat we got from Chi-Town Spurs. It says, Tony Khan gets a lot of unnecessary and flat-out incorrect criticism. One necessary criticism is that he apparently cannot control this locker room. I said this last night, Jeremy, uh, with Kate. And by the way, when, when someone like Kate, who is an unabashed CM Punk fanatic, when she says, I am so over this bullshit, you know that there's something going on. That it's, everyone is just tired. I said to her last night, I, said, I, have, I have no confirmation. I am going by feel because I am of a similar breed. I don't think that Tony Khan is a fan of confrontation in a business where, uh, for better or worse, confrontation is a big piece. And it's been seen time and again. And I'm not going to say that this is, I'm, I'm not reporting anything. I'm not saying this is fact. I'm going purely by just my own feeling. My feeling is that Tony is not a fan of confrontation and he wants everyone to get along and he wants everyone to work together to a common goal because he himself is trying to make wrestling better. And I do believe that when it comes to Tony, I don't think Tony's out here thinking money first enjoyment second. I really do think that there is a very large part of Tony Khan that believes that he wants people to genuinely enjoy the shows and the product that he is, you know, a part of and producing. Uh, that being said, you do need to spend more time fixing what's happening inside and hitting that head on to make things better 
on the outside for people who are watching the product and taking it in every single Monday or not Monday, uh, Wednesday. Oh, I'm really Monday, but BTA. There, every day that there's AEW content, you want it to be the best content you can, but you can't do it when you when you have shit like this going on. Yeah, um, I I agree on the the Tony Khan comment, and like that's why I'm not a fan of confrontation either. I, it'd be much better if everybody just got along, did everything they could. Like, it's going to happen, especially in the wrestling business. It's gonna, it's it's certainly going to happen it is to the point now that it, it's past the point of of no return for for all of this and this stuff probably should have been handled before it wasn't the more things like this happen the more it's going to it, it's gonna just build and build and sides are gonna drift further and further apart on things what's the solution i the solution seems like it would probably be sitting down in a room and let them talk it out. But you know, one side doesn't want to do this. And again, that's their prerogative. That's their right. I understand why they don't want to do this. Maybe they should, maybe they should, maybe they should just figure it out. Maybe they got to just get in a room. Cause that's the only way this can be solvable. But right now it's not going to. And until then, it just feels like just ignore each other. But one side's not ignoring the other side. They're trying to push onto this. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And I don't envy Tony Khan. I don't, I don't, T- Tony Khan is an example of, I don't know what actually goes on in, in his day to day. I see, I listen to a lot of Tony Khan interviews. I listen, I think he's, uh, when he wants to open, when he's not in promoter mode, I always talk about this. Like he was asked uh, on busted open shortly after the all out incident of like, what'd you learn from all this? He gave a very good, like emotional, like thoughtful response of like, Hey, you kind of know like who your friends are and everything. Like, and people had his back and he mentioned Jericho and Moxley and Brian and stuff. I thought it was a very good answer from that. It was a very like honest, uh, take down the walls kind of answer. And like when he does that, he comes off very, very well when he's not just doing, hey, what are your thoughts on this? Watch Dynamite tonight type of things. I've had brief, very brief conversations with, with, with Tony um, just on people have seen it publicly on Twitter and things like that. And Tony is very much plugged in to everything that is that's going on with stuff can people see that on twitter as well but i'm not gonna act like i know what goes on in tony khan's head 24 7 i didn't know about his mom when he talked about all of that didn't know anything about that he i mean i don't know if i to put it like when 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 my dad passed away tony reached out to me and had kind things to say uh, about that and was just like hey you know i hope things are good very sorry for your loss and everything and when he posted that his, his dog, I lost my dog shortly after that too, or before that I reached out to him and kind of just said like, Hey, I'm sorry about that. I know this is tough. So like we've exchanged kind of pleasantries like that, but I don't know what goes on in Tony's head 24 seven. I don't know the type of person he actually is when he's not online and things like that. So I don't know how you, how you handle this. If you're, if you're Tony Khan, I know what I would do, but that doesn't mean I'd be able to do it in that moment. It's tough. It's tough. It's it's a it's a tough it's a tough gig, man. And like, you know, people are gonna say, "Oh, Vince would do this. Vince would do that." Like, sure, but is that the right way to handle it? Life is difficult. That's what I'm getting at here. 
Someone in the chat had asked, what does FTR think about this? I'm going to go back to Voices of Wrestling. Uh, part of their reporting was that Punk had requested to join a meeting between yeah. Young Bucks and FTR because of his investment in Collision, CM Punk's investment. And uh, reportedly, Tony Khan said, nah. <laughs> and I get it. Again, this is like, I see both sides to this. But at the same time, these are grown-ass men. I swear you can just, you're, you'll be okay. Punk, just trust the process. Trust your boss having the meeting and running the meeting. What, and what's Punk going to come in there and be like, FTR can't lose because they're the big Saturday draw and they have the world tag titles. Well, they're going to go to both. That's just kind of how it is. So I don't know. I, I don't know if you want to add anything about that. It just felt very strange. I mean, I don't think FTR is going to lose because... <laughs> They, they can they can go to both that like that, that's something we haven't talked about they got this double taping coming up in a couple of weeks they got all in coming up they got all out coming up theoretically they're gonna all be under the same building for these shows i understand wembley is a big is a uh big stadium maybe you can keep them on opposite sides of the of the stadium here they were both they were all there for uh forbidden door and apparently, obviously, things were fine, but apparently they were kind of kept kept apart and whatnot. Now they're all going to be under the same roof for a short period of time. And by a short period of time, I mean, like, they're going to do three shows together within a week, a week and a half, I guess. If, if I wouldn't go that far. Okay, maybe the Bucks are not on All Out. I think that is very possible. But they're doing the Collision and the Dynamite tapings together. And I don't think Punk's going to be at Collision this week. Is that going to be on the Collision before All In? No, I don't think so. I think Joe has been continuously just riding it. They'll do a pre-tape with Punk. Mm. I don't think CM Punk is going to be at Collision because they're taping everything together. So you may as well have the guys who like to work the elite work, comma, being the elite. And then everything else just kind of falls into place. I don't think they're expecting Collision to be that big of a, of a show because they're taped. Spoilers will be out there, so on and so forth. So I don't think that Punk's going to be... I think Punk's going to be already in the UK, already promoting or doing something over there. That's, what I, that's why when, when at Dynamite 200, when Kenny did that promo where he was like, we're going to be on dynamite. We're going to be on rampage. We're going to be on ring of honor. We're going to be on collision. I immediately said, yeah, they'll be on the August 26th edition of AW collision. Cause it'll be the taped one with dynamite. Dynamite's the live show that night. Dynamite's the more important show that night. Punk don't need to be on collision that night. Cause it's all just going to be filler for all in. Why have punk show up? It's not important. Okay. You, you, you might be right on that i can i see the argument for that punk and joe is kind of built you're good ftr is is there as well um ftr and the bucks can clearly work together they can be under the same building it's fine uh things have not happened there until there's some mishap uh in the match and somebody takes it too personal or something um all right yeah i i can see an argument for punk not needing to be at that collision show and they do a pre-tape and then you put more heat on whatever you're doing with the the elite stuff or mjf adam cole uh 
and everything when it comes to the final episode of Collision before All In. It does seem a little strange that you're not going to have CM Punk on the final episode of Collision before All In, though. However, diminishing returns. Think about it like this. You have an entire card for All In that is under one roof, and you've got one guy who's causing all of these headaches. If I'm Tony or if I'm anyone else, I'd just be like, go, go, go hang out at the whatever hotel in the UK. Like, just go we'll do we'll do some pre-tapes we'll be fine everyone's gonna be good you know inmates around the asylum will be okay because literally everybody else who's on that card can carry collision for the night and we'll be fine if it's one guy that's messing it up for everyone that's that's silly to go that to that extreme what are they gonna do they're gonna have everyone come in for dynamite and they'll be like okay 10 o'clock everybody out the stars are coming in for collision. We got to get that going. And we got to do Rampage too. <laughs> okay. So like, and, and I don't know what they're doing for Ring of Honor. I'm hoping that they're going to announce a, a universal taping or something because they got to alleviate that pressure or, or it's going to be a best of one week because they don't have a next, you know, their next big show is final battle. So that's December. That's a long time from now. Uh, that's again, it's very strange. It's very strange. Like I was better than Logan, by the way. We're, we're not going to know what's exactly going on behind the scenes with AEW, with CM Punk Elite Drama, until Dax writes a book about it 10 years from now. You just know it'll be Dax. <laughs> 100%. He's in his podcast again. People in the chat are saying, like, this is all entertaining. This is great. Like, none of it's on television. It's entertaining for, like, us, I guess, to talk about, and it's fun talking points. I mean, hell, we've spent 45 minutes of this show largely talking about it. But, and then this goes back to the the kind of casual fan argument is like, they don't know what's going on with this. They There's no, there's no talking point for, for them. It's just CM Punk stirring up the internet, which is entertaining for us. But like, as a fan... This doesn't do anything for me. As someone who does a wrestling podcast four out of five weekdays, uh, as someone who does a news wrestling podcast four out of five weekdays, hey, cool, it's entertaining for me. It gives gives me a lot of content to talk about. It gives me a lot of avenues to explore and things like that. But if I'm just, if I'm a fan watching this, one, you don't see any of it. And it, Two, like this doesn't mean anything to me as a television watcher. Like if I'm if I'm online and I know about it, okay, I can kind of talk about it with friends, whatever, have discussions. Can certainly if I have a, a podcast or a YouTube show or anything like that. But like for a television, this doesn't do anything. It does it does nothing because I'm not seeing CM Punk and Hangman Page wrestling. I'm not seeing. CM Punk and, and FTR teaming up against the elite. I'm not seeing that. I'm not, this isn't building to anything for me. It's great fodder, talking point, podcast, talking point, online. Yes, 100%. Awesome. But this is when it comes to best for the fans type of thing. I don't think any of this is good for the fans because it's not leading to anything. Like what good is CM Punk taking these shots when I'm not getting a match out of it? That's what I want to see. I want to see the match, and I know that's Punk's goal. I know he's doing all this because he wants to do the match and everything. But it ain't happening. And it, until you can't find common ground where cameras are not recording, where video phones are not recording, 
quit trying to push something when cameras are recording. Because otherwise you're just, you're doing what I've been talking about this entire time. You're just splitting the fan base and you're making people angry at each other when you don't need to. When when it's already toxic enough, it's just feeding into all of it. When are, when are they at the scope next in Norfolk? Norfolk. Uh, or soon, sorry. actually. Is it? Or, or did it pass? Oh, no, maybe it's a, maybe it was WWE who were going to be. Yeah, I think it's WWE. They're in Chicago, 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 Chicago. Uh, <laughs> Indy, Ohio, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York. We should run everything. Yeah, oh. they, ain't coming, they ain't coming to. It's not even on the schedule. It's, uh, it was definitely WWE you were thinking of. Does 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 Lexington? We're gonna have to ask Sean Ross up. Do they do they have tanks in Lexington? <laughs> <laughs> maybe the elite can hop that, on. All right, you know what? This is what we need to talk about. Who cares about all, all this uh, CM Punk stuff? Sure. Let's talk about Ricky Starks. Okay, I do want I do want to get there before I do. I do I want to point this out. Mike from Indeed, who who does a show here on uh, <laughs> on Rifle Overbooked uh, with Reg called Indeed. Who'd have, who'd have thunk? Uh, saying, has Tony Khan considered a spray bottle for when Punk must be is? That, thank you for stealing my joke from last night with Kate. We were talking about uh, Caesar Milan coming in and being the guy who gets the uh, the locker room in line. Whenever they're out, he just... Tss, tss. <laughs> Do they just want some fried Caesar, chicken? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Give me fried chicken. 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 That was just for you. Uh, let's talk about actual television stuff. Yes. Why is Ricky Starks not on the card for All In and All Out and ergo suspended for 30 days? Is this a bit? What are we doing? Is he injured? Is this a legitimate thing? What's going on? This annoyed me that he wasn't going to be wrestling on either of these shows. That's annoying. Like, I want Ricky Starks to, to have those big matches and those big moments. He's a centerpiece of Collision. Now it's like, ah, oh, yeah, you're suspended. No big match. That sucks. Uh, it seems like he's going to still be there at some capacity, which is great. He's going to be, he's got his manager's license. So that's really what I want to hit on is he's got his manager license. And he cuts this fantastic fired up promo of like, all right, you, you want a war? Let's, let's do, you know, Scott Hall vibes with the, you want a war type of thing. Like, okay, now they got to, they got to have a big follow-up for this because this promo was so good and that line was so good and felt so meaningful it feels meaningful because if you're a nostalgia fan like us i don't know about you joel it was clear scott hall vibes like you want a war type of thing and what did that lead to when scott hall said it the nwo i'm not saying we're getting the nwo out of this i'm not saying that but that line has such a history to it and tony khan's big on history maybe ricky was just like you know what i'm just gonna say this and who cares like this just feels good in the moment and that he just went with it that line though has such history to it i don't want to shoot my expectations too high because when you do that you typically get disappointed but i do think they gotta come with something big on this follow-up i feel like they gotta come with something really strong on this and I saw people mention Wardlow, like, all right, like Ricky could really help out Wardlow. That's for sure. But like, I, I think you got to come with something really, really strong and you got to have a strong follow-up 
on all of this. Like Wardlow makes some sense. I'd like to see him maybe get maybe some young people in there, some people we haven't seen before, but then you got to get the the right people on there. A shock saying Billy, I assume like Billy Starks. I love Billy Starks. I don't know if Billy Starks is the person who is like fits that kind of mold on that. Wardlow does because Wardlow's got the anger of like, yeah, y'all screwed me over. Like you can bring some good heat with Wardlow. It can't just Ricky just can't come out with the wrong people. I think here. I think I think Ace the bot was making a joke because it's the Starks World Order. Ricky. Oh, Stark. I Billy didn't. Starks, yeah, yeah. Because I was also like, it's Zoe Stark, but I was also like Zoe. I think it's my Zoe bad. Stark. No, no, it's fine. Because I also was just like, I read the first two names. I was like, yeah, Billy Stark. Oh, okay, yeah, that's something. Like, sorry, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just saying, like, you got to come with like a good crop here for for ricky and if it's Wardlow, all right i think that's good but i i feel like there's and i don't know if they got a major player up their sleeve and again maybe ricky was just like this feels good in the moment you know what i'm fired up i'm passionate i just watched this promo uh let's let's freaking go um but i the follow-up's got to be strong here the follow-up has got to be strong (laughs) the idea that redditors are watching our show is very funny i like that we got one hit off of reddit and it was zarian reporting the uh collision um collision overnights the debut episode of collision overnights yeah shout out to him by the way we we love our andrew zarian he'll be back soon i promise uh but we send our love to him he's he's always a great pal uh the starks world order as we are now going to call it i think i think there is definitely some smoke to that fire uh in terms of how it would go over i think it'd be a lot of fun personally i would be i'd be all for it the only thing is, if this is a 30-day quote-unquote thing for Starks, it feels like this is a 30-day story that ends with him having a match with whoever he brings in as his manager. That's why I think a lot of people <sighs> are moving towards Wardlow, is because it makes sense to have him show up. Wardlow's the right guy, but the wrong guy. Wardlow maybe gets too frustrated with Ricky. I don't know who the because who's the heel at the end of this, right? Because if Wardlow isn't the heel at the end of this, what are we doing? Wardlow's a much better badass than a big strapping dude who likes women and loves his daddy. This didn't work. I give, give me give me Wardlow. Wardlow makes sense on this. Man, give me Ethan Page on this as well. Like I, I can that Hardy stuff ain't hidden with me. Ward though, Ethan Page, that's a guy who pretty underutilized there. Keith Lee ain't doing anything with him. Keith, <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be Keith Lee. Yeah, I don't think so either. I'm just thinking of like Lance Archer. There's the Texas connection with, with Ricky and everything. He's a pretty underutilized guy. I've manned big Bill and Brian Cage. And just be like, I'm the brain that Brian Cage couldn't have. And Brian Cage just be like, yeah, wait, what? I, I mean, say Santana and Ortiz, if they're if they're good, putting them with Ricky would, would be something. You could really heat them up again. They got some people who have been uh, either like off television or just maybe a little underutilized where, you know, this fiery promo from Ricky can lead a new charge but then you look at all right so where are you gonna go he he whipped ricky steamboat it seems like he still got issue with cm punk as he should so do you do something with cm punk ftr 
after this? Do they continue that? But Punk is, you know, he's got the match with Joe. And then I assume he goes to face MJF slash Adam Cole uh, to unify the titles at all out. But that's a big assumption we're sort of making. I don't even know if they're going in that direction right now. I have no idea where, where they're going with that. It seems like it, it makes the most sense, but we just don't know. But they got people who have been a little underutilized for from for the eyes of most people that like joining up with Ricky, being on collision, where there's certainly a little bit more opportunity with this stuff, and Starks is certainly a centerpiece of that show, you could slot them in there and, and actually build a, a strong kind of kind of group with all of them. Someone in the chat asking, why are you just trying to pair him with the big guys? Because it's the one, it's the only thing that makes sense. If you're going to have him be a manager, he's not going to manage someone who's smaller than him unless they do a, you know, he's, I'm going to manage him and then we're going to be a tag team. At which point I would do, if Scorpio Sky is healthy in time, or yeah, if Scorpio Sky was healthy in time, I would do something like that where Scorp and Ricky form a team and Ricky's like Scorpio's right hand man in the meantime. That'd be fine with me. That'd be kind of fun. But, I think it's more likely that it's a big guy. The big guy gets upset by the end of it, and we run into Starks versus the big guy that he was managing. See, I'm not. I'm not looking. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm. I'm not pairing him. I mean, I guess they all are kind of big guys outside of like Ethan Page. I was just looking at like underutilized guys. That's why I said Santana and Ortiz because people thought that they should have been tag team champions and they should have a long time ago. And obviously, they've been off TV for a while. Santana's been hurt. Ortiz is just not there um the archer and archer and wardlow just happened to be big guys uh nick camarado is, is, a, is a shout but he was at least on tv uh he's still part of like the qt faction and everything um well it wasn't necessarily big guys on that it was just underutilized guys it just so happens two of them wardlow and lance archer happen to be bigger guys i'm not looking at like i'm gonna manage i'm gonna manage them and then it's going to lead to a match between I'm looking for an actual Ricky Starks faction here, like an actual faction that leads to them kind of feuding with CM Punk and FTR kind of, kind of taking over collision. And maybe look, I know I'm putting a lot of stock into this. You want a war line. I know that I fully, fully, fully know that, but that that's how that's the perspective I'm looking at it from. It could be, I could be wrong. I I could be just working myself into a, a shoot of like how they're they're gonna portray all of this, and it could be something as simple as you pair him with Lance Archer, Wardlow, and then Wardlow gets mad and they do a turn and blah 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 blah. As people have said, like it's just the MJF and Wardlow storyline again. They could just go that route. I'm not looking at it like that. I'm looking at it like let's arm Ricky with some some top guys here not ftr uh let's arm ricky with some with 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 a group to surround them because they love their factions in AEW, and and let's roll with that why so saying the ricky appreciation society (laughs) i'd love i'd actually love garcia as part of i mean i don't know if garcia needs to be in a group at this point but like i'd actually i'd love garcia as as part of that like sort of group who feels like he's uh he's a little underutilized and like the, the Jericho appreciation society didn't work out the way I think a lot of people had, had hoped for type of thing. Yeah. And uh, the Ricky Starks thing, there's, there was another thing that I was kind of thinking about. Um, and I get that people aren't going to be a big fan of this because I am going to invoke a name that 
we've talked about for all in and I made the joke half-heartedly about Wardlow versus Goldberg as this big like big meaty men what if Ricky Starks were to introduce Goldberg for a couple of weeks I again I'm not I'm not ju- I'm not jumping on it but if you bring in Wardlow and Wardlow's not going to be with Ricky Starks start the feud by having him be brought in to face Goldberg I mean, yeah, the Goldberg stuff has been the rumor for All In and everything. If if Starks is beating Goldberg at the end of it, fine. Otherwise, like, but then what's Goldberg doing at All In? Starks' beef with is with like CM Punk. Goldberg just doesn't feel like a long term play. No, it doesn't. I, it, I don't know. I don't. I don't fully like it but I still like the idea of Wardlow and Goldberg in a program. My original thought was going to be a Wardlow Goldberg tag team going up against, I forget who it was, but it was some, some tag team that would lead to them inevitably splitting and having a match it all out the next week. And that would have been Goldberg's like retirement slash putting Wardlow over as the next big guy who could, you know, do the Goldberg thing. Uh, clearly not what we're doing at least that's not what's in the cards right now if it happened i'd love it i don't expect it though uh if you're gonna bring in goldberg it felt like you maybe should have done that a little bit sooner um yeah, oh, I don't, yeah it, was, not... it was goldberg versus qt marshall it was goldberg and wardlow versus qt marshall and somebody else i forget who it was oh probably camarado the Latin American Triple A champion QT Marshall. <laughs> Our cat jumped up on the the TV stand and was attempting to turn on the TV. So I had to get the cat out of here. Um, news. He was just going for breaking. She was just going for breaking news. Yeah, yeah. Um, Goldberg. I don't. If I don't know if that ship has sailed or anything on him. And it just feels like if you would have done something with that, they would have done it by now. I, I'm not thinking, I guess my issue here is like, I'm not thinking just short term stuff for Ricky. I'm thinking way longer term when it comes to like a, a group that he can like lead and, and roll with here. I'm not thinking, Hey, here we go. All out or all in leading into all out. And once the 30 days is over, he's no longer a manager. I mean, he is no longer a manager, but that doesn't mean he still can't, be a leader of a group after this 30 days. Have you considered the possibility that Ricky Starks won't actually be serving this suspension and you'll have some sort of baby face come in and be like, no, Tony Khan, I want the match. I want Starks, not punk, but like someone basically saying, you know, lift the suspension. I want to beat his ass at all in or at all out. Is that something that you think might happen? Or do you think we're actually going to go with this manager's license leading to something or yeah. What's your thoughts? It's possible. So I feel you got to bring back steamboat in that scenario. And I'm not saying steamboat's the guy he wrestles, um, but it feels like steamboat is the way around that of like steamboat is like, you know what that you getting suspended and a manager license. That's too good for you. And said, maybe this is where you get Goldberg. And their steamboat brings in Goldberg and is like, this is who you're actually facing. But I don't want Ricky losing this. Like, no. I don't, I don't think that's good for Ricky. It's funny because I keep thinking about Ricky's son, who was for a short time a wrestler. 
Yeah, Richie uh, Steamboat. Richie Steamboat. I, yeah. I just pulled up the name. If Richie was still wrestling, this would have been the best story to bring Richie in. This would have been like, you can have, you know, I, I want to, I want you to get your ass kicked and all out. And you're, it's not going to be me you're facing. No, no, no. You're going to face someone who's just like me in every way. You're going to get my son, Richie. And that would have been the potential, you know, Richie Steamboat is all elite. But that's, uh, that's not in the cards. It's not going to happen. Uh, somebody says Ricky and Joe's corner, Steamboat and Punks. Look, I love a, a Ricky Stark Samoa Joe pairing. That's a, that's a guy. He has a, he's not an underutilized guy like I was kind of talking about earlier, but that's certainly a guy who is some heavy machinery there. Not not the tag team WWE. Uh, that's certainly a guy who is some firepower uh, for for Ricky Starks, a, a mercenary type person. So um, yeah, I, I like Samoa Joe being being involved there a little bit. Andrade and Starks, not as a team, but as a, as opponents. I don't hate that. No, no, as opponents. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, uh, I see Slyko, Ben, and Logan donating the bits over twitch.tv slash Rightful Gaming. Uh, <laughs> I swear we're still live. Goldberg is going to beat Wardlow, clean as a whistle, and then bring his kid into the ring to flex shirtless in victory. Jeremy, have you seen this kid? Yeah, he's a monster now. He's a football player. He's Goldberg's son. He's, I mean, he's a two sport. It. He's a two sport athlete. He does baseball. All right. Well, yeah, he's. I mean, he's got better things to do than wrestling. That's for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up a photo of Goldberg and Gage. Goldberg and, and what's G A G E? That's such a weird. I'm just saying he's goldberg sign we expect he wasn't gonna be like thin as me or anything the kid's a friggin' animal out there uh if goldberg wants to flex around with this kid in front of eighty thousand people sure let him do it i'm, Hold on, I'm getting that. This, this photo uh okay. this this is wild i think y'all need to see it if you haven't already the kid the kid is uh the kid is it Looking jacked, brother. Looking real good, brother. Real jacked, brother. Here it's it is. Uh, uh, Jimmy the King. Jimmy yeah. the King t- talking to Goldberg during uh, Ready to Rumble. There it is. He's got pads and stuff on in, in that, though. Look at Goldberg. He busted himself open. Look at that big old <laughs> blood coming out of his, his head there. Goldberg's still in great shape, man. Like, I'm hoping we don't get demonetized for this, but anyway. Um, Why are we gonna get to monetize for for the adult nature of one half of that photo? Goldberg's kid looking all big and jacked. That's look at him, man. Look at look at the cup size. Yes. <laughs> well, hell of a moment, brother, brother. <laughs> oh man. So so I'm 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 hoping that Starks has a role in the next couple of weeks because he really does deserve at least. To be out in front of that crowd at Wembley, I know he would love to have that, and I hope he does get that. That's why I'm like, the suspension is so strange, because you want him to have that breakout moment. He deserves it after the weeks he's been having on Collision. So, you know, the suspension thing was weird. Hopefully it's not injury-related. No one has reported that it's injury-related, so that's why I'm not, like, leaning into that. But I'm sure people are working to confirm whether or not it is. He needs that big entrance too. That entrance is so good. The music is so good. It's such a star entrance. Uh, just the graphics that go with it. His, uh, his, you know, mannerisms and everything. Like it's, it's he. That dude's a star. He needs that eighty thousand people moment. It's gonna be Wardlow and Starks versus Goldberg and Gage. 
<laughs> I think we got it. Also, the Miro and Hobbs stuff. What do you think of that coming up from Collision? I'm a fan of, of these two having a match in the ring. I'm a fan of these two going after each other. Um, kind of came out of nowhere, but I'm not, I don't hate it. I think it's fun. Not good. They they need to give both of these men something of substance. Like they they truly they truly do. And you know, Miro's been back since Collision. He's just been beating nobody's. Hobbs has been doing this Book of Hobbs things for months, and sometimes it's been dropped or hasn't gone anywhere. And then now we're kind of picking it back up with a uh, QT Marshall giving him the uh, chain and everything. This is a good program. Like this is too top guys at least in my estimation two guys who could be top guys two top stars going out there and getting something of substance here so i love it i can't wait can't wait for this this is a biggie dream match here just two two big men two big meaty men slapping some meat out there why Blade says who goes over um fans yeah the fans (laughs) this this is an example of the fans actually winning i'd lean towards miro but I'm, i'm fine either way Honestly, I'd, I'd lean towards Miro and then maybe him like, yeah, I think Miro's the baby face though. So him like taking the chain though, like that's his, that's his gold, but then he wants other gold. Like I, I think the, the, uh, the chain kind of comes into play a little bit. Cause otherwise I don't know why you invoke the chain if it didn't come into play in like the uh, further story of this, or they just insert QT, make it a triple threat and then QT loses. <laughs> For the AAA Latin American Championship. The Latin yeah, King Miro wins. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great match. And this is a program that you hope where both men come out looking strong and whoever wins or loses. And then you just, the person who wins, you continue to rise and build. And the person who loses, you give them a good follow-up on that. You can do feuds. You you can do You can do feuds between guys like this and i agree with you because i i do want them to both uh get some momentum on this you can do a feud where both guys gain momentum even though one person has to lose as long as the follow-up is good and unfortunately oftentimes all throughout wrestling when they do these feuds the follow-up isn't that great and i point to an example of hobbs and mir or hobbs and and wardlow to where they 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 do that feud and it's like oh well who wins it's like it doesn't matter as long as the follow up good, and unfortunately, the follow up even for the winner wasn't very good on that feud, and and that's the the issue here. It's not so much this feud in particular of who wins and who loses. It's can you build that momentum for the winner, and can you keep the steady momentum for the loser, but then have it mean something, like have the follow up be good good enough some guys they can do that with i think darby allen is an example of like win or lose they find something great for darby allen to where he is still on an upward trajectory still in, in a top position and other guys wardlow win or lose they ain't got the follow-up with it uh what about the idea of ricky starks aligning himself with miro or hobbs coming out of this match Miro, yes. Hobbs, no. I don't. I don't want that after the way Hobbs turned on him and everything. Like I, I don't like when because it hasn't been that long that Hobbs turned on him. I'd like that to still breathe more uh, than than just like a year. It, it's been, I guess, a year when Hobbs turned on him. Uh, I'd like it to to just breathe more 
than than that because like that was a pretty brutal turn and even uh, you know ricky said it when you know he, he attacked his neck like that was a big shot hobbs gave him on that turn like ricky's now just supposed to like forgive that just because they're both bad guys i think that's a little insulting on things miro it, it would make some sense because hobbs did turn on him like it, so that makes sense there. But then, then you're baby facing Hobbs, which Hobbs is kind of baby facing himself a little bit by like accepting the QT Marshall stuff. But like, I don't actually need your help. Yeah, sure. I'm just gonna take this gift because it looks cool. I don't actually need you to do any of my dirty work type of thing. And this would certainly baby face uh, powerhouse Hobbs a little bit more if Miro aligns with Starks and Starks screws over Hobbs. That would definitely give uh, Hobbs some baby face shine. The thing with AEW and trying to like do the roster split of baby face and heel is it's very fluid with that company because the fans just cheer for a lot of stuff regardless. Like John Moxley, technically a heel, like very heelish stuff. They're always going to cheer for John Moxley. He's still going to get big, like cheer reactions on there and maybe that's an issue with the company is they don't have a peer of a divide as fans would like as as certain fans would like and and that can make it difficult of like okay who am i cheering who am i who am i booing in this scenario but it it works for them in in other aspects uh, of things because everyone feels like a big deal to where they all get a good reaction so that's funny that you mentioned the uh, the reaction stuff because I think you and I have talked about, or at least Kate and I have definitely talked about the idea that if everyone is is cheered in AEW or everyone is anywhere, you know what? Take AEW out of the equation. It happens a lot in AEW, so a lot of people go to that. But if your company is mostly filled with people who get cheered, then you don't get to have good like your storylines kind of get affected because you don't have someone to boo there's no one that you're wanting to see get beat up you just want to see good match both these guys both these guys fight forever fight forever clap clap justified justified this is awesome justified this is awesome chance when you take hard line approaches to your heels and faces then you definitely get to see your returns Christian is a really good shout in the chat. Christian is someone that people hate. Christian leans into it and he makes no bones about it. He wants to be hated. He wants to, you to see him get beat up, but he continues to find ways to win until he will find someone who, you know, bests him and beats him uh, in whatever storyline. Swerve is another one. Swerve is, Swerve another is one. great. Swerve is leaning into it. He has literally swerved into it. Uh, no pun intended, but I'm using it anyway. He took that that whole segment, the Nick Wayne segment with AR Fox and, and in the uh, the training, uh, the garage. They, great, great stuff. Got heat on him. Let that stuff build because that is the kind of stuff that will make you a star as you progress. And it'll also make an inevitable face turn because eventually you got to do something about that. When a babyface turn comes, it's bigger. It's better. MJF is currently, you know, he, he's not a babyface, but they're currently kind of, you know, teasing it and taunting it. And that's what kind of makes this whole story with MJF and, and Adam Cole more interesting is because MJF has always been that piece of shit human being. And now you're kind of wanting to cheer him a little bit because he's leading you down that path. He's going to take it all away. And when he does, you'll boo him again even harder. But this is, a good, again, this is the good stuff. That's when you that's when you tell a good story. Jack Perry people are kind of like, they're getting a little sick of him. But I think they're getting sick of him in the right way. 
Yeah, I think I think Perry's done a good job of establishing himself as a heel. I, I definitely think that Moxley Moxley tries. It's just he's beloved, and that it, it's the Randy Orton <laughs> legacy pop. It's that, yeah. it's that and it, and Mox isn't even he's legacy in the AEW sense, but like he hasn't been in one company for twenty years. Legacy. It's just they see him, they want to cheer him, just like Randy Orton. Randy Orton could be the biggest piece of garbage human being in the ring but people hear the music and they're like yeah <laughs> yeah Moxley stabbing people with uh with screwdrivers he's going after orange cassidy he's going after kenny omega like he's going after top babyface people here he's just shared because he's john moxley and he's like the coolest guy in the business um that's not totally his fault like you can't control all these fan reactions all the time yeah, exactly. Uh, from Collision, also Willow and Chris Stylander taking on Mercedes, Martinez, and Diamante. I liked the match. I enjoy what we're doing with these four women. We're going to get uh, Willow and Diamante next week. Did I get yeah. that? Yes. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I thought I'd written that down right. So we're clearly building to something with the TBS championship, and I like it. We're having some Ring of Honor talent kind of move through the the ring of honor up to collision and things are making sense there which again i appreciate uh i don't know where chris fits in for the tbs championship at all in or all out maybe you do all out at the four of them and then maybe it all in it's a one-on-one what uh, what do you think because again that tag match really good stuff shocking for mercedes and diamante to pick up the win but it was a really really fun match i liked it are we just going to do two women's four ways? That's uh... And that's why I don't want it to be that way at all in. I would rather they do, if they're going to do two four ways, do one at one show, do one at the other, knock it out that way. I don't love it. I said this on the other show, the way they're getting to these women's matches are not the way I would have done it. I wanted singles matches, one-on-one, some storytelling involved. You could have done Sheeta versus Soraya. Could have easily done that. And you could have built to Chris versus mercedes diamante willow even because there's story there there's a history it would work but they're just not doing it they at least not yet in terms of the tbs title yeah yeah i think a tbs title four-way actually makes more sense than tournament 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 four-way because they this has been building mercedes got got the victory diamante is there willow can kind of eye stat a little funny and uh, you know i won the owen like why why should do shouldn't i get a shot at this like they've actually kind of been building this a little bit where the other one is obviously like it's been building in the outcast originals type of thing because we know who's going to be in the four-way but it's still a tournament to set it up i would have done away with just the the tournament format i would have on this like i understand that's how they wanted to make it into this four-way but i i would have my mom is just all over the place oh my gosh um all right sorry she calling you again oh she's she's like can can i call in my mom is like a friggin just she wants to it this is not a call-in show mother like what are She's a whack packer. She's trying to be a weed packer. My phone is not okay. My phone is right here. (laughs) This is fantastic. Okay. All right. My mom's going to call it. My mom is the new star of the show. She calls the shots around here. Clearly, I I do not. Chat's already in it. 
I know. Jeremy's mom is a draw. Let her call in. We might even get a short out of it. She's going. <laughs> She's on like vacation and stuff. This will lead into our Jimmy Uso or Jay Uso vacation uh, talk. But like, anyway, they could have done a four way before my mom calls. They could have done a four way with just Outcast original stuff and not gone a tournament route. And I would have accepted that explanation. Honestly, I would have accepted that explanation if they'd just gone four way outcast originals instead of hey let's do a tournament to set this all up i'm just looking at the chat the chat <laughs> my mom apparently is a draw which is very sad because now she thinks she's gonna like call in every single friggin' show and like i'm not i'm not doing this what? oh god all right here we oh no it ended but I, I don't think i ended it it just it just ended. Maybe she has bad reception. I don't know. Well, she's Louis, trying. Louis sent a super chat. Let her in. <laughs> What's happening? What is happening to this show? Like, well, you know, once upon a time, Andrew Zarian was like, this show is like, is like Howard Stern. It's like the whack pack calls in and gets involved. We got the Eggman. We got Andrew Zarian. <laughs> now we have your mother. It kind of, it kind of, this is what pops me when, you know, the worst 18 minutes of audio ever uh, lied. It's like, dude, this is, do you not listen to like daily sports radio type of thing? Like when you gotta, when you talk to this person nearly daily, you know, we do it three days a week. Like you gotta have fun and just do stupid stuff like this. And like, that's what, and I listen to enough or I used to like Dan Patrick show. Like they, they just do silly stuff like this. And like, if you don't like it, fine, but this ain't your typical, let's just talk about the news. Let's just do new. It is a morning radio show. Like it's, it's a, it's a morning radio show. Like, so we're going to do, we're not going to stay on topic and just talk about wrestling the entire time. Wrestling's dumb. Anyway, our first 18 minutes today was talking about whether or not ringolos are chips and Cheetos are. Yeah, chips. That was really dumb. That was the worst 18 minutes of audio. <laughs> That's true. But the comments that come from it, I tell you, they're going to be great. And the thumbs up y'all leave is also going to be great. So keep that. Up. Oh my gosh. My mom can't figure out how to work her phone. Apparently like it's completely derailed our show here. You can't derail that, which has been unrailed months ago. You ever been railed, Joel? <laughs> no, I've talked enough about pegging and railing. We're, we're good. All right. So I assume. Okay, Jesus. Trying to get. Hi. Cannot hear you. Oh, hello. This Perfect is audio. off. Can't hear us on your YouTube. What? I'm trying to listen to it on on the Twitter. No, you don't. No, then it's going to be an echo. That's awful. No, this sounds terrible. Call. No, 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 no. This this is awful, mom. Yeah, yeah. It's better now. Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Joel says hi. Okay. What are y'all talking about today? Apparently you, because you just decide to, can I call in? Can I call in? We're trying to talk about professional wrestling, but you run this show now, Mom. I know. Y'all, you said, hey, y'all out 
What are your thoughts on CM Punk, mother? CM Punk? Yeah. She just wants to talk about L.A. Knight. That's it. She's like, whatever. CM Punk. Who cares? No, don't worry about it. I ain't got enough time to explain all that to you. Yeah, guys. Is that one? Yeah, yeah is is uh, that's L.A. Knight. Yeah. 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 We're on our way to Great. Just give up your location. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Dover, ben Dover, Dover, Denmark. Have it fun. Was, it was Ben Dover. Yeah. Dover? Yeah. Somewhere around there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, we're, going to, we're going to win some money. Okay. Do you have anything to add to this show, Mom? Well, you need to say hi to Linda. Hi, Linda. Hi. We've been listening to you this morning. I'm sorry. Very sorry to hear that you've spent your time listening to us. No, it's been good. Oh, you're the one. Can they get us a contract on a major sports uh, platform? What's that? We don't understand it all, but you did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you remember I told you I lost that one and a half pounds? Well, I need new scales. Okay. That's not good. I don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I'm still walking and everything. And I don't understand that. Bodies are stupid, understand. Mom. That's the takeaway from this. Bodies are just dumb. Well, I'm not overweight anyway. That might not much, right? Nobody said you were. Well, that's what you kind of insinuated. No, I just said bodies are dumb. Feel for any good. Oh, all right. Then just take enough for you now. See? Okay, Joel, where were you, where were you at now? If you're on it. Oh, my. What are we talking about? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> Listen, my own weight loss right, journey is, we is weird. To come in and say hi. 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 All right. Go back to listen about wrestling. Okay. Yeah. You've you've used your call in for for the month, mom. Do I? I said you you've 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 used your call in for for the month. Like, you you can't you can't call again. No, you're not calling in every week. Absolutely not. <laughs> boundaries, mother. Boundaries. Did you ever talk to Sean? What do you mean did I ever talk to Sean? I talked to Sean all the time. I know, I never said I was going to ask Sean if you could have a show on the channel. Joel, Joel said he, I heard Joel say it. Joel, did you promise my mom a show on this channel? No, but I'm very close to asking Sean if you and your mom can have a show on this channel. No, what is? Joel said yes. I heard him. Oh my gosh, Joel! Joel lies. We've established this. Joel is a known liar. It's the Canadian what in me. I, I will talk bad about Joel when he lies, and he lies on this show. I, I don't believe that. Okay, mom. Last question: The people want to know: Are Cheetos a chip? Yes. Are you, what do you think, Linda? Are cheetahs a chip? Ooh, to pull the car. Not really? Here. Nope. All right. One answer for no. Can't believe Linda lied to you like that. Um, cheetahs a chip. No, they're not a chip. Okay. We have other people. Uh, Aubrey, what do you think? We have Aubrey in here. No. 
Aubrey says no. All right. No, Cheetos are not a chip. What a friggin' cast of, oh my gosh. All right, Mom. Great talking to you. Oh, gosh. You hear the tone getting yelled at here. Do they think they're chips? Uh, Joel is dumb and thinks they're chips. See, this one can't that. listen to him. Come on. Joel thinks they're chips? Yeah, Joel's not smart. All right, Joel. I'm sorry. You might not be as smart as I thought you were. Wow. My mom buried... Now you can stay on as long as you want if you're just going to bury Joel the entire time, Mom. I just said about this one thing. <laughs> All right. Do you... Mom, do you have anything to plug? Thanks for joining us today. Go ahead and plug your shit, Mother. Uh, all right. Good. Good chat. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Love you. Love, love you too. All right. Jesus. Dan Lambert should absolutely be the middle of the show. Dan Lambert, Jeremy Lambert, and his mother Lambert. Just the three of you talking. I don't even know what. My mom literally texted. And here's what she she does. Here's what she does. She says, riding to, she's already said it. This is at 1108. She says, riding to Dover. Can we call in? Can we call in? I was like, I don't have my phone near me, which was true. And she's like, okay, never mind. Okay. Can you give me a quick shout out and I'll have you on? As in like, they're listening in the car. Say my mom friends and one of her best friends, Linda from high school are going to win some money. Let me know so I can turn on the show. You can add to it or not. I understand. Love you. She is bullying me. She's guilt tripping me into getting her to call into this show. (sighs) All I'm saying, Jeremy, is that we need more shows with the 55 and over women crowd. Do we talking about wrestling? I need, I need a car. I need not a car. I need like, I need a four woman team where like, I need the view of professional wrestling is what I need. Just and your mom might four be women, four women just, yeah. Talk in a car. Talking about talking about wrestling, yeah. Oh my gosh, what what is happening, Joel? What is happening? I'm about to deuces ooses out of this. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> I know that's why I said it. Uh, so Ray Mysterio won. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the the uh, the bloodline stuff. Jimmy explained himself wasn't good enough for you because it wasn't good enough for Jey Uso, who's like, peace. I'm going to go to AEW and go to All In because my contract expires. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that with a straight face. Facebook is wild. People are silly. What do we think? You knew everybody was going to make the All In, All Elite joke, right? But, like that was. But there were people trying to like make this a legitimate thing. Oh, oh. Like, sure. so, okay, okay. I, so I, I said this last night on 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 Joel and Kate. Remember when Sean has been like Sean has been saying for weeks like I want to I want to work on our Facebook engagement I want to get better with our Facebook you know we we have a lot we do really well on Twitter and everything I was like at the time I'm like why Facebook like Facebook is awful and then there's multiple reasons but one of them was immediately the amount of horseshit that I come across on Facebook on the daily from wrestling like fake sites 
is incredible. And one of them was someone linked to a sports Kita article, which was not like the article basically was like three kayfabe reasons why Jey Uso quits WWE. Okay, sure. It's fun. But in the build to the article, they said Jey Uso's contract is expired and his <laughs> non-compete clause ends three days before All In and he's going to be there. And I'm like, what the f- What is this? So now I understand fully why Sean wants Fightful to be much more prevalent on places like Facebook. It's it's absurd. Even on X Twitter, like, you know, I made that joke. Everyone did the AEW joke. I zigged and zagged. Uh but I, I said, like, hey, you should go to Impact, show up to confront Trinity and be like, your husband's being a little bitch out here. Like, I don't know what's going on, but you need to you know, get him in line a little bit. And then I had people in my mentions, like, you know, it's a storyline, right? Like, you know, it's not real. Like, nah, didn't, didn't surmise that. He got moved to the alumni section. What do you mean it's a storyline? He got moved to the alumni section it's definitely real yeah people are reacting weird to this but you're gonna have that you're gonna have that look man they care they they they're in it awesome awesome where do we think this is going joel like let's actually talk about what's what's happening here so we had the segment jimmy comes out and explains that uh he did it for for him he did it because he didn't want him to be an asshole like roman and he didn't want the power to go to his head and that's that's why he decided to not have Jay be the tribal chief. I loved, loved Roman's cackle after they get done with their little bickering segment. And Roman's like, <laughs> oh, I died. Absolutely died. And then they, they do the big brawl. And I also loved the, let's hug. Let's hug. Oh, going for the, oh, super kick. That was fantastic. And then, yeah, Jay's like, I'm out, deuces, ooses. I quit WWE. Where's this all going? So I I continue to say the Royal Rumble match to me is Roman Reigns versus Solo Sokoa for the the undisputed title. I know a lot of people are putting out the idea of the four-way for the title as early as Survivor Series. If they bring back War Games for Survivor Series, I don't think you need a Roman Reigns anything i don't think roman needs to be in the cage i think you could do judgment day and you could have i don't know what the story is i don't know what it is but you could do judgment day versus basically a raw war games and then you could do a women's war games with whoever i don't know yet i I, it's not an i don't know i don't care it's just an i don't know yet probably damage control and then on the other side Shotzi will be there and a bunch of others and here we go uh and that's fine I can easily just see that as, as early as Saudi is when Roman does his next title match. You could do Jay and Jimmy the first round in Saudi because the eyes are not going to be nearly as big as WrestleMania. It's kind of a good spot to put it on a major event without putting it on. This is what WWE continues to do as well. They build up the Saudi show, they make it big, and then they don't really talk about the Saudi show afterwards. It's kind of their dirty little secrets, their $55 million dirty little secret, but it still exists. And you could put it on the on the show. It doesn't need to headline, but at least you get the first match out of there and you figure out, hey, are these two really going to work well together without just throwing it on a house show? That's kind of where my brain's at. Jay coming back, 
probably the season premiere, quote unquote, of SmackDown, which is beginning of September, early September. Give him the rest of the month off. Let him, you know, let him hang out at home. Let him do his thing. Let him, let him go over to Impact and hang out with his, uh, with his sister-in-law. Win the Impact World Championship at Emergence on the 27th, where I'll be, and that'll be fun. But seriously, I just think I think Jay will be out for a few weeks. They'll tell the Jimmy and maybe Solo story. I think the Solo story needs a little bit more pizzazz, and eventually Jay just comes back into the fold. Uh, you know, in mid September. What about you? I I like that idea that Jay is off television for a while. It doesn't look like he's part of payback planning for now. That's certainly one way to elongate this feud um, without, you know, burning through a lot of material is just, Hey, one guy's not there. And I said this last week or yeah, on, on Friday of like, it'll probably be good for SmackDown. If we just have a little less bloodline taking up that much time, we can get, we can get more stuff on the show, more people on the show, more people over in that sense. So Jay not being there will help. You're still going to have your segments with Jimmy you're still going to have segments with Heyman. I don't know if uh, in, in Solo, I don't know how often Roman's going to be there. I will point out this on Roman. Got physical. Whatever that injury is, he still took some bumps uh, on, you know, he took he took the spear, he took the super kick and everything. So still got physical uh, on this. Does that, look, I understand taking a couple bumps is, is much different from working a long match, but I would say that's a good sign when it comes to whatever this injury is that, less than a week later he's taken those those bumps on the show i keep jay off tv for yeah mid-september is, is probably good maybe even past that um and then when he comes back you gotta obviously pick back up when it comes to the the usos and going after jimmy and roman and everything i don't know how long you can extend it past that saudi makes sense for the usos match I don't think you need bloodline in war games. Bloodline's completely cut at this point. So I don't even know like how you do how you do anything with that unless they pick their own teams, which would be kind of weird and I don't know if that fully works type of thing. I think Judgment Day does work for war games in that sense over doing something with Bloodline. I don't think Jay is showing up anywhere if if they could work something with impact to where he shows up and just does something with Trinity. I think that makes the most sense. See, the thing is like the Usos never really had like an indie run. Like he, they, so it's not like you could do like a surprise appearance at, at PWG or something. Like, cause they, they, they don't have any like indie history like that. Of like, Oh cool. You know, when Danielson was not with WWE anymore and he just showed up randomly on indies and, and punk kind of did that as well. Like you can't really do that with the Usos cause they don't have any indie history. Oh, it'd still get a big reaction if he just showed up at PWG, but I, it, there's no history there to tie, to tie into that. So also just going after what we saw last night at mystery vortex PWG is only, uh, you're only allowed to have AEW wrestlers show up win their matches against non AEW talent and then walk away. 
Yeah, I mean, look, that's a PWG. That's an. I don't even care if he like wrestles a match or whatever. Just coming in to like super kicking show somebody up. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, just show up type of thing. But again, he doesn't have real history there, so I don't know if that makes hey, a lot of sense. Hey, Impact is teasing someone who's going to be in the crowd in Toronto, but not on any of the TV shows. Bring in Jay. Impact. Impact legitimately makes sense, and they worked with Impact. Yeah. Before, so it's not fully out of the realm of possibility. That, that he's there. I don't know what impact gives in return. Maybe it's a rumble surprise appearance type of thing. Maybe they actually keep it a surprise this time. Um, but yeah, maybe they get a rumble entrant out of it in return. But see, th- that helps impact more. Just like when Mickey James came back, that's a, more of an impact help than an A or than a WWE help. No offense to, to Mickey James, but anybody from impact ain't like this big thing in WWE to where people are like, oh man great to see this person here like jay uso showing up on impact benefits impact way more than it benefits wwe it's just a fun story of yeah jay shows up sees trinity and is like hey yo your husband being a bitch man like what's what's happening you ain't around anymore he's turned into ever since you left he's just gone off the deep end with this dumb shit like i don't know what's happening here he sees you having success he don't want he don't want anybody else in the family to have success like that get it yeah trinity in the rubble is certainly a possibility out of it i think at some point trinity potentially makes her way back to wwe but it's nice to see her in impact right now and doing well and impact um as far as jay you keep him off television you kind of keep roman off television you carry things with jimmy and solo now what that looks like uh on tv with jimmy just kind of i don't know if he's gonna monologue i think Heyman's gonna have to do a lot of heavy lifting these next few months as they start to figure things out because you can't have them on tv every week and just repeat the same story beats and i think that's why it's a good answer to just get them off tv for at least a month so they he's not just present oh let's talk about the same thing let's talk about the same thing but now Heyman's got to do some heavy lifting on this. And maybe you can just cut the TV time off for him. Give it to somebody else. Hardcore Uso. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Although I would like to see it. Uh, someone in the chat asked, you know, are there enough women to do a women's war games match? And I immediately, I was just like, yeah, EO, Bailey, Charlotte, Michin, maybe. Dakota Kai is better by then. Probably not. But nah, know, nah. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just put that out. But I was just like, you know, just put her out there because who knows? There are some weird things that happen. Shotzi, Asuka, Zelina, Bianca. That's just SmackDown. So uh, there, there are enough women. You could tell a good story. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Jey Uso at Multiverse United would be perfect. He joins he joins Jayos. 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 It's the Bullet Club featuring yeah, Jey Uso next. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> we did a whole thing last night, so we're not gonna continue. we're not gonna rehash this. But yeah, that's that that's. It's good that Jay will take a little time off. It's good that we can get the story for the other members of the bloodline, not named Jay Uso or Roman Reigns. Let's let's have Roman there as the 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 shit talker that he is, as like as the gaslighter. But start giving Jimmy and and inevitably Solo the opportunity to to get out there and get those reps and get the crowd behind him. People were wildly behind Jay at SummerSlam. I don't think people expected Jay to win, but people were definitely cheering him and really behind him. 
Did you know that there were no plans for Jay Uso to win that match? Shocked. Shocked. All those betting odds really, really yeah. threw us through a loop, Jeremy Lambert. I did not, <laughs> I did not expect Roman Reigns to retain. I thought that was it. Three years, bottom of the third. I thought that was over. Thought we were done. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, Jay Uso, no real plans for him to retain. Yeah, let Solo and Jimmy tell more of their story. And that's not to say like they haven't been featured or anything. They've all been featured. But since the beginning, it's been Roman and Jay, right? And and Jimmy and Solo. Solo came in less than a year ago. Jimmy it was sidelined for the first little bit of it. And then he's always kind of just been tied to the, the Jay stuff as they do tag team stuff. Let them tell a little bit more of, of their story when it comes to the bloodline and where they factor in and their motivations and everything. And again, I think Heyman's going to do a lot of heavy lifting on this as he does. Even when Roman is talking, Heyman does some, some big heavy lifting here and we'll kind of get more motivations of, of Jimmy on this. We know that he still has beef with Roman because it's not that he caused Jay to lose because he's mad at Jay. He caused Jay to lose because Roman's an asshole and he doesn't want Jay going down that path. So there is still obviously beef there with Roman. And I think we're going to get the Jimmy and Roman singles match out of this at some point. And maybe that's the Saudi match is Roman and Jimmy. And maybe Jay is off TV until November. Like, can they keep him off that long? I don't see why not. And I don't hate the idea of doing Jimmy versus Roman in Saudi. That's again, if you load up the card with other matches, then it works. And I don't know Brock Lesnar's status. He's never missed a Saudi event as far as I can remember. And if this is the first one that he could potentially miss, because, you know, David said that Brock was another one who may have been hurt versus injured. Injured to me is like, you're not going to be wrestling for a while. Hurt is just like, you cut yourself and you're going to need stitches or staples and it's going to suck for a little while, but you'll be okay. And you'll work through the pain. The way that Dave made it sound was hurt, not injured, but still said, you know, Brock could be gone for a little bit. And for me, if you bring Brock back, you bring him back for the Saudi show. Cause that's, that's when Brock wants to come back. Brock uh, and Seth and Saudi. And, and I've kind of said that that would have been the story at, uh, or the match at, at SummerSlam. And I can see them doing that. That's a big match for them. They would enjoy it. Seth, does Seth win again? Probably. You know, yes. he should. You're putting the title on Brock. I mean, it'd be sweet if they did. Brock rules, but I don't even know how you do it. Like, Brock loses, lost to Cody. He doesn't technically deserve a shot, but he's Brock. So, like, who cares? He just beats up Seth and it's like, oh, all right. Let's, we're doing this match now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Louis sent a super chat earlier when your mom was on saying, justified, this is awesome chat. <laughs> Oh God! I'm telling you, man, that view idea—it's gonna happen. We're gonna find—we're gonna find a bunch of fifty-five plus women, and we're just gonna be like, "Have at it! This is your show. We'll get you a producer. We'll do everything. We'll—we'll we'll, we'll get you set up. You just need your cameras and your microphones, and—and we'll—we'll do the rest, Jeremy Lambert. We'll do the rest. No, I, we're not having my mother and do do a show. It doesn't even have to be your mom, okay? She has established fan base now, Joel. It's true. She does. It's wild. (laughs) Very sad. God bless. Uh, Rey Mysterio wins the United States Championship. That took a few people by surprise in that 
Ray was not supposed to be the guy in the match. It was supposed to be Santos Escobar, but they spent the entirety of SmackDown beating his ass. Joel. Yes. What did I tell you on Friday? Did you, you ask he was going to take over? No, not quite. Well, then you what asked, are we talking about? You asked me, should Santos Escobar win the United States title? And my reply was Austin Theory should lose the United States title. I didn't care who. Didn't did not care who. But what if it was carrying cross? Sure. Sure. I don't know if that would have been better or worse, but it wouldn't have been Austin Theory. What a rain for this guy. What an absolute rain for him. And the the fact that like a year ago he had the money in the bank briefcase and he kept getting thwarted at every turn. And then he cashed in on a US title and didn't win it. And people are like, this is great for theory. Now he doesn't have the briefcase anymore. And they did the character switch. And people like the character switch where he's more dashly, not taking selfies and all this stuff. It's like, oh, this is great for theory. And, you know, he, he no longer has the briefcase. He's a US champion. He's more of an established heel now. And then, like, nothing came out of this. He got John Cena. And we've said it before. Look, Cena, Cena probably knew. But there wasn't a whole lot of meat on that Cena stuff. Cena just bah, cut him as John Cena is one to do. The match wasn't good. There was no follow-up on it. And now people are once again trying to be like, this is good for Theory. Like it's he's, he's no longer held down with the title. He can do his own thing. No, like he's just, he ain't him right now. Maybe he will be. Maybe he will be. But right now, he ain't him. 258 day reign, 12 title defenses across it. I don't remember a single one outside of the Cena thing. Edge, I remember because it happened in my hometown of Ottawa. I remember the Elimination Chamber. Uh, I'm looking, I am admittedly looking at the list right now. And I also, I remember him winning the title to it from Seth Rollins in the Bobby Lashley triple threat. He won it at Survivor Series, right? Yeah, he won a Survivor Series 2022. And that to me, was a lot of fun because I knew the, I didn't know the finish, but I, I I had a pretty good idea of where it was going that he was going to steal it. And then they did a lot of the stealing it to win. And again, you know, a lot of these matches are, a lot of these matches are long TV matches. I was going to say, did he have like a major pay-per-view match outside of Cena? Um, Backlash 2023, it was him, Lashley and Bronson Reed, but that was a quick one. He stole the win again. I don't remember it. Uh, there that was that was in puerto rico oh. um the edge match was a main event on raw that was a really good one and then raw 30 the notice qualification match against bobby lashley that was 15 minutes um there, there was a title he did a 25 minute title defense against seth rollins sure sure i believe you that's strange but anyway yeah uh, but again yeah winning it and then Chamber, WrestleMania, Backlash. Those were the only pay-per-views he defended at. It wasn't a good reign. No. And people saying, you know, Grayson Waller took a spot. Yeah, there's a really really strong theory, no pun intended, behind that. It's true. And there's a lot of opportunity for Grayson Waller now. I said said the same thing after the Waller-Cena segment at Money in the Bank. I, you could go back 
and watch. And I understand Cena didn't have the material against Waller that he had against Theory. Just go back and look at the comfortability in those segments and go back and, and look at how both men reacted in those segments. And I get Cena was a lot harsher to Theory because he was building a match with Theory, whereas Waller, he was building just taking him out right then and there, no, no real follow-up. But like, just look at how comfortable those guys. I said this, I said this before John Cena was in the ring with Austin Theory. There was a backstage segment with Theory and I believe Kathy Kelly on Raw the week before John Cena was advertised to show up on Raw. And Theory did not look comfortable in that backstage segment, just talking about John Cena and being in the ring with John. He did not have a presence. He did not have a just a, a presence is basically the word I'm looking for. He, he did, looked a little just nervous that he knew next week he was getting in the ring with John Cena, microphone to microphone. And in that backstage segment a week before, just was uncomfortable with the the idea of that and i said it on spotlight that week i was like he's gonna be in the ring with cena this week and it ain't gonna go well for him it's not gonna go well and it didn't because if you don't have a comfortability and a presence in a backstage segment the week before you're about to share the ring with john cena you ain't gonna last in the ring with john cena and he didn't and the match didn't do him any favors and that wasn't all on theory. I fully, uh, despite my scene of fandom, John ain't even tan for that one. Uh, so he, he knew like he, he was, he was going to do what he was going to do in that one. But then the follow-up wasn't good because the follow-up proved Cena, right? It proved him right. Because Cena said like you win. Cool. You got to show up the next day and you got to hear what these people got to say. And you got to stand up to that. And I don't think you can do that. And what happened? I don't even remember if it was on the show the night after Raw. Or the night after WrestleMania. The Raw after WrestleMania. I don't even remember if it was on the show. Regardless, it felt like like he wasn't on the show for like weeks after WrestleMania. And then when he was, nothing really happened. Cena, everything he said was correct. The the run wasn't good. Ray's on it. Ray's got the belt now. If nothing else, Ray's got the cachet, got the love of the fan base where people are going to love this this run for Rey Mysterio. It's a great moment for Rey. He runs the United States. Dominic Mysterio runs all of North America. And the Mysterio families, uh, you know, just run the, the continental of, of the world. Did I say that right? Not the intercontinental, but the continental. Is my geography correct on this, Joel? Yeah, no, you're pretty pretty close, I guess. All right. Yeah, I don't know geography. Rey Mysterio defeats... Sorry, Austin Theory defeats Rey Mysterio the night after WrestleMania. Yeah, he beat him. I actually do remember that. He beat him in like three minutes or something. And it was like, oh, but the match wasn't all that good. And Theory like cheated again. And yeah, it, we we give the night after Mania this year a complete yeah. like we we just we just exit out. We just like that title on CM Punk. We just it does not exist. It is gone to time. It is awful. The old man is now sitting on his back or on his front, wherever he is in Stanford, being like, mm, the loquacious Lucy, or whatever L names you want to think of. He, this is what he's doing now. Everything on SmackDown had an alliterative uh, association to it. He was alliterating names again. 
you've got big bronze and reed and all that stuff but like he was starting to do it with like i can't i can't think of it off the top of my head but i'm sure if i pull up honestly if i pull up the torch wade probably got every single one of those words but the point is he's they're doing it again where they're just making up nicknames for the sake of making up nicknames Eh, i'm fine with it whatever it's dumb vince stuff because he loves marketing and you know that's why wrestlemania was stupendous like that was my favorite (laughs) yeah he just likes he likes to market this kind of stuff it doesn't take anything away from the television show to me i it's fine it was like the sensational santos escobar (laughs) stuff like that actually i like that there's some good stuff (laughs) it's some silly shit too anyway uh smackdown this week was was okay overall i kind of liked it there were some moments but uh raw tonight two things that are announced shinsuke is gonna talk about beating up seth freaking rollins and cementing his heel turn i'm i'm guessing does he bring back the old theme the uh don't sing my theme theme i hope he does the uh no speak english gimmick again that ruled you gotta have uh jackie redmond doing that yeah another canadian and b can't be someone who was with the company at the time yeah Yeah. (laughs) just just standing there very confused because anyone else would just be like oh no 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 i was here when you did this last time we are not doing this again (laughs) jackie jackie's gonna be like oh i get it (laughs) walks away and then the other matches uh with 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 zoe stark not ricky stark barred from ringside it's gonna be trish stratus and becky lynch uh it's winnipeg this is it is this, is it going to end in a DQ? Is it going to be? Is this it, or or what do we uh, what do we think here with with Becky and Trish? I don't know, Joel. You've got the big theories out there that. Well, no, he just lost the title, so I don't know if I have any more big theories. You've got the big bold prediction out there that DQ set up a cage for payback, extend it, give him a big spot on the payback. And then everything is fine coming out of SummerSlam. People were complaining for nothing. This is a big moment for Joel Pearl tonight, everybody. I, yep. I think people think this is about Trish and Becky. Well, this 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 match is all about Joel Pearl. It's about me. Joel Pearl, as stated yep. by our pal Valcapone uh-huh. on, on Friday, does not support the women. Wait, no, he only I supports support women. the Joel about? Pearl agenda. That's fair. <laughs> like one of those things is true. <laughs> That Val was Joel. on the show on Friday. That's what's that was the truth. We did two truths and a lie right there, and uh, the the truths were Val Capone was on our show on Friday. Joel Pearl is all about pushing the Joel Pearl agenda on this. So if this ends in a clean finish, if this ends in a clean finish tonight, and we do not extend it, everybody message Joel Pearl and Please. tell him that he was again wrong, and tell him that he does not support great women's wrestling and that he was just overall wrong that he was wrong about SummerSlam, that he was wrong about Becky and Trish and that he's wrong about payback and that he did not enjoy this match because he fantasy booked it in his own head. Let Joel know how he's feeling. That last part doesn't sound right at all. Also don't (laughs) message me and just don't, don't get weird on Twitter over it. Cause people, I I know you're, I know y'all here in the chat. I know y'all are going to have a good time and joke about it. If it happens that way. But don't let other people get weird about it, okay? Don't let other people spoil the fun that we have every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I had to think about when we do the show. I've been up since 6 a.m. I am, I am a tired boy. Everybody message Joel. 
Don't yeah, message me. Just tag me on Twitter or some shit. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Just tag. I'm not saying like DM. Don't, don't DM me. No. Do not DM me. That's no, no, no. Don't want that. Message Joel on Twitter, uh, pr- publicly, not privately, and say you were wrong. Joel Pearl was wrong. The Joel Pearl agenda is going to be shot down because I promise you. I promise you, folks, if this ends in a DQ, Joel Pearl is going to take a giant old victory lap, and he's certainly going to tag me, and he's going to be like, oh, Jeremy, I told you, look at that, DQ, he's going to call everybody dorks, and he's going to be like, see, guys, everybody got mad over SummerSlam, they're going to extend it to payback, and they're going to do a big match of payback, I was right, Joel Pearl agenda for the win, common Joel Pearl agenda W. Justified. This is Joel Chance. <laughs> Val, be like, can I message Joel? Yes, Val. Because you have my phone number, you can message me. I don't have a problem with you specifically messaging me. If you have my number, you can send me a message. Everyone I, else, I, I don't have your phone number. I don't you do. Yeah. I just DM you still. Yeah, people just DM me. Like if you work at Fightful, probably just DM me because I'm sure I'm sure shit not part of the uh, the group chat. I don't want people to know we're like friends off of this show that's very upsetting oh no 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 the only reason that we have each other's phone number is because when you uh were forced to invite me to the uh to the wedding yeah 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 that was not my call at all the one no i know that that's yeah i get it, no, I get it. but she was yeah. like you got to take his number because you are much more attached to your phone than i am and if he gets lost you need to help him get to where he's going yeah yeah so i was i was forced to invite you i was forced to have your phone number just very upsetting you know who else has forced his way onto the show to talk about pegging we don't have to do this we're done we're over time two hours we are jeremy lambert plug the stuff let's get out of here um everybody watch fightful overbooked and keep it locked all the fun stuff and we have shows every single day as joel mentioned as joel mentioned we have stuff every single day we have tag talk we have a new episode of new japan bread club this week with Matt and Kieran as the G1 wrapped up. Oh, and, and uh, I saw somebody mention in the chat. When is Scott going to come on? That was always, this is why we didn't promote it that well. Uh, that was always a, he was going to try to see if he could join us type of thing. And unfortunately, the, the things didn't quite work out because of uh, timing and his work schedule. Um, and that's why he was not on today. But we are really trying to, to get Scott on. It's like the third time. I think we've just kind of conflict of, of work schedule or whatever type of schedule that we were trying to get him on uh at some point he will join us and and we'll talk about the the g1 and and stardom and everything going on there because there's a lot to talk about that on that and uh scott is the expert on that whole uh scene uh so yeah that but that's why scott did not join us today is it was always kind of a thing of he will try and if he's not able to then unfortunately he can't and if he could fantastic oh was that it did you want to- yeah, that's I was just I don't know. Don't follow me on Twitter. Follow at fight talk underscore on Twitter. My mom's going to call in on Wednesday. I don't know, man. I don't know, Joel. <laughs> She's, can we get her to get her her um, plan for she needs to, she needs to do her research so she can accurately preview the Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. Between oh, man. Jeff she- and Jeffrey Jarrett's. I think she actually knows them too. Like she, you know, they're, they've been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, I think she's actually heard 
of Jeff Hardy and Jeff Jarrett. Oh, man. Now you're coming up with like segment ideas for my mom. This is upsetting. I'm telling you, man, when we do the wrestling view, it's going to be the best show we've ever done. This is very upsetting. Leatherface is the guest referee. What is, what is this? Was that it? That was That was the moment, huh? He wasn't paying attention, so I decided to pop him on screen, and I gave him his chance. Guy pegged his ass out of here. <laughs> Take his chance. I am at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Ladies, gentlemen, friends, beyond the binary, we're back on Wednesday at 10 a.m. to go in the weeds. I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Maybe I'll take a victory lap. Maybe I won't. I guess we'll find out then. Oh, you, Joel, I give you full-on permission to take a victory lap if it happens because you know I, I'm very petty and love love just you know saying you're wrong. So if it doesn't happen, if it plays out the opposite way, you know I'm throwing that out there. So you have all permission to take a victory lap. Glad we have that. I'm glad I have that permission. Until then, we'll see you in the next one. Cheers.